Welcome to this podcast of the Sunday Message from Hope Gateway in Portland, Maine. We'd love to have you join us in person for worship Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 515 Woodford Street or on Zoom or by the live broadcast on Facebook. Visit our website at hopegateway.com to learn more. Whether you live near or far, we hope you find this message meaningful wherever you are. Join us in doing justice and loving kindness and walking humbly with God. Good morning, Hope Gateway. My name is Ophelia, and we're going to do a panel-style sermon today. So thanks, Sarah. We're going to use four chairs total. And I'm going to invite Alan and Robin and Wanda up to be our purveyors of wisdom and experience today. You're going to be our friends who get to share a little bit more about yourselves and how we all tie into Hope Gateway's core values. I'm so excited that we get to have you three here, your time and your wisdom and your experiences. And we get to hear a little bit, not just about how you interact with Hope Gateway, but how these values play out in your lives. We've been talking a little bit about community, inclusivity, creativity, simplicity, and transformation. Um, I'm going to give each three of you a chance to introduce yourselves very briefly, uh, maybe your name, pronouns, and then how you're related to Hope Gateway, how long you've been a part of this community. Um, and then I'm going to read a little bit of scripture and then we'll do some Q&A. How's that sound? All right. Um, Robin, would you be willing to introduce yourself? Um, I'm Robin Jealous. Um, my pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, I've been with Hope Gateway since before we were named Hope Gateway, um, when it was the uh, sort of combined um, communities of the remaining members of Chestnut Street Methodist Church and uh, sort of a home church um, project um, called New Light. And, um, and then it merged together and became us all here at Hope Gateway. Um, I am... So I've been here for a very, very long time, and it's been absolutely transformational just being part of this community. Um, I am now the community care coordinator and program coordinator um, here at Hope Gateway, so and I'm thrilled to be here. I'm Wanda Stahl. My program, uh, pro, my program, <laughs> my pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, I've also been here at Hope Gateway before it was Hope Gateway since 2007, almost from the beginnings. Um, and um, like Robin, this has been um, a wonderful, I echo that it's been a wonderful community to be part of. I tell folks that it was the church I've been looking for my whole life, and I'm glad to have found it. Um, I'm currently serving on the leadership team, um, and I'm also the leader for the um, pastoral advisory team. And I'm Alan Ewing Merrill. My pronouns are he, him. And uh, I've been here since 2007 when Sarah and I moved and we were a ragtag group meeting at Etzkayim Synagogue and then in small groups around our dining room and then 185 High Street and then 509 Forest Avenue. Anyway, I've seen Hope Gateway through lots of different phases, but I do not go back as far as Don and Sue, Jim, is Jim here today? Jim. 
And maybe that's it in the room today. Um, let's see. So I was a co-pastor of this church from 2007 to 2019, 12 years. And uh, since I stepped into a different role, I guess, what do I do around here? I make the worship slides that you see on Sunday mornings. Um, and I help Sarah in various behind-the-scenes ways. I proofread the e-newsletter every week, just so you know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what do I do? Me. Yeah, that's true. I remember Harold. And um, I'm on the newly formed building committee that is just beginning to start its work. I did that this morning. <laughs> anyway, so glad to be part of Pope Gateway. Thank you. All three of you are, as each of you are, just such a vital and important part of this community. And I'm really glad for the paths that have led you to this point right here at 515 Woodford. Um, let's start today with a little bit of scripture. This is um, the Common English Bible. And this is James chapter 1, verses 22 through 27. You must be doers of the word and not only hearers who mislead themselves. Those who hear but don't do the word are like those who look at their faces in a mirror. They look at themselves, walk away, and immediately forget what they were like. But there are those who study the perfect law, the law of freedom, and continue to do it. They don't listen and then forget, but they put it into practice in their lives. They will be blessed in whatever they do. If those who claim devotion to God don't control what they say, they mislead themselves. Their devotion is worthless. True devotion, the kind that is pure and faultless before God, is this, to care for orphans and widows in their difficulties and to keep the world from contaminating us. So that's some strong language. I bet for some of us it might come with a tinge of, ooh, that feels a little legalistic, a little lawful. But I think that um, the gist of this is that there's a difference between just hearing things like it's so important to practice community and inclusivity and creativity. And it's really a totally different thing to play these out in our day-to-day -day lives. Luckily, we have so many examples in our community of people who put these core values to use. And um, you three are some of them. So I would love to hear some of your thoughts on these questions. First, in this season of your life, do you feel like you're pursuing one of Hope Gateway's values more intentionally? And if so, then how are you pursuing it? I, I can start. Um, well, I, I used to get stuck on the word practice um, because of the original connotation I came to it from. Um, as a musician, you know, as a as a young little kid, it was like, don't forget, it's time to practice. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to practice. Um, now it's it's time for myself. And thinking about each of our core values, um, community has been the biggest um, both challenge for me because um, I fluctuate between being an introvert and being an extrovert. Um, and um, at the same time, it's been so incredibly rich being part of this community. Um, can you read the question one more? Yeah, I'd be glad to. So in this season of your life, 
Do you feel like you are pursuing any of Hope Gateway's values more intentionally? And if so, then how? Yes. Um, not being afraid to be myself in community and not and being intentional about listening and inviting every individual beautiful spirit um, that is within our community and each of our gifts and noticing those beautiful things that each of us bring to this community um, and finding a place for all of those um, because each one has something we can all offer. Um, so even if it's beautiful, beautiful sounds, bringing beautiful sounds to our community in between, uh, in between speakers, <laughs> the, young, the young children. I love that community requires you to, or invites you to be authentic and to allow other people therefore to see that and do the same. Thanks, Robin. Um, for me, the value that has been most pressing is that of simplicity. Um, I spent most of the 2010s downsizing, um, but I've now been in the same place for about six years. Those of you who know, who've lived in a place for a while, things start to accumulate. Um, and that became more, uh, uh, became more aware of that after I moved my office home from Boston when I retired from Boston University. And then when now my young adult daughter has been living with me and will be with me for another six months. Um, and I'm recognizing that um, the overcrowd overcrowds me emotionally and spiritually as well. Um, and it also leads me to be um, paying more attention to simplicity around time and how I spend my time. Um, more possessions means more time for taking care of them, but I also have a tendency to overschedule myself. Um, so I've come into 2024 with an intention to be allowing for more spaciousness in my calendar um, so that I don't um, overcrowd um, my, uh, my schedule. And, you know, that just for me really frees up a lot of energy for the things that are really very important to me. Um, and so I'm, uh, aspiring for simplicity, more simplicity this year. Um, and I would say, well, first I just want to say how grateful I am for these core values and I'm so old. I remember when we developed them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so does Wanda. It was a it was a day long retreat that Sarah and Wanda and I and another person named Carly, who's no longer part of this community, went on. And we were at a church in Cumberland. And at the time, we were thinking mostly about the New Light community because that was the and Erica. That's right. Um, and anyway, we. We were, we were in discernment, and of course, these were aspirational at the time because we were, we were really just getting started. But I'm grateful for them because they have really stood the test of time. And I feel like over these 17, almost 17 years, we have really lived into these. So I think, flipping your question around a little bit, what I think is really significant about these core values is, is not so much that these are my personal core values, but these are our shared core values as a community. Um, so I would say the one that I feel like we are leaning into, especially right now, is creativity. I, I think of that as like not being stuck in status quo. And Hope Gateway has never been stuck in status quo. We have lived through so many different entities. And this is perhaps the biggest 
shift that we've experienced in 17 years moving into this space. And the way that we have approached that with creativity, um, you know, just the idea of turning the space around and facing this wall instead of that wall and adding all the color and the new flooring and the people who devised the color scheme and, you know, just a million trillion details, taking out the colored plexiglass windows and bringing in natural light. Um, there's so many ways that we have approached this task through the lens of creativity, and I'm kind of blown away by it and really inspired by it. Um, so I guess that's how I would answer that question. I love it. Thank you. And I thanks for also kind of turning the question a bit so it's not just about us as individuals, which is so important, but you're right. These are our values that we get to live into as a community. Um, I would love for you all to tell us about a time in your life when you really got to exercise the muscles of one of these core values. And if you feel like taking it in the direction that Alan took it, you can talk about Hope Gateway again, like as a as a community. But you can also feel free to talk about this, um, about how these core values play out in your own life. So again, tell us about a time in your life when you really got to exercise the muscles of one of these core values. Um. Yeah. I'll start. Um, I'm going to twist it a little, but not that in the direction you suggested. <laughs> you, you asked us to <laughs> go on. Yep, with a lot of twisting. <laughs> um, for me, it, rather than a time, it was more of a shift in patterning. Um, and that was, for me, in um, really living more faithfully into the value of inclusivity. Um, I feel like I've spent the last several decades trying to unlearn certain patterns of speech and behavior and thought um, in order to really um, live into becoming a more, practicing inclusive inclusivity more holistically and more intentionally. Um, I'm very fortunate um, to be work, have been able to work in environments where inclusivity was also a core value, um, which really, um, provided space for me to, um, um, I think, to challenge me in good ways, um, to keep it at the forefront of uh, my own practice. And this particularly uh, came in, into being for me around my teaching practice, um, primarily in the seminary context, but in other contexts here and in other places as well. Um, you know, I was working in an educational environment where there was a high level of ethnic and cultural diversity. There was a lot of diversity in gender identities, um, faith expressions. And for me to create a hospitable classroom environment meant that I needed to be paying attention to the voices that I was bringing into the curriculum, to the ways that I was structuring conversations um, in the classroom, in order to provide space for um, folks to, at least in some part of what was happening, be able to connect with something that resonated for them as well as stretch them. Um, and then the other piece of inclusivity for me that is kind of goes beyond the way our core value is written is um, becoming more inclusive of the more than human world in my teaching. Um, I came to the realization a few years ago that no matter the subject matter that I was teaching, that the climate crisis needed to come into the curriculum, needed to be part of the conversation. So I'm sure that those students who signed up for my ministries of 
education and formation class, we necessarily think we're going to be talking about the climate crisis. But guess what? We did because our faith approach to that climate crisis is something we need to be tending to in our ministries of education and formation. Um, so that, for me, is also part of that value of inclusivity that I've sought to live into over the course of the last several years. Maybe I'll jump off that because I was thinking about inclusivity too. And I was, when in the very early phase of our, of our ministry here in Portland, Sarah and I and uh, Geraldine and Hack, who's now deceased, went for 10 days to Sheffield, England to study with an urban theology unit um, and a scholar named John Vincent. And we spent a lot of time visiting urban ministry settings uh, in that part of England. And one of the things that John Vincent said to us was, uh, and re remember, we were brand new. We didn't even have our 185 High Street site at that point. We were in a bar room in a synagogue. He said, your ministry will walk through the door and kiss you. In other words, it will find you. You don't have to find it. And that has been true at every phase of Hope Gateway's life. Um, early on, it was people brand new in recovery from addiction who walked through the door. They didn't exactly kiss us, but they found us. <laughs> um, and they liked us and they hung out with us. And then it wasn't long after that before it was asylum seekers newly arriving from Burundi and Rwanda and the Democratic Republic of Congo who walked through the door and found us. And um, these became our shared ministry. And I don't really mean like we're going to now minister to people in recovery or to asylum seekers, but sharing ministry with these people who found us. Uh, and then also, of course, the LGBTQ community. And we spent two years in really deep listening and discernment about what it meant to be part of a denomination that was um, institutionally exclusive um, and made the, the dis decision to disaffiliate from that, that tradition. Um, these were all um, both beautiful and challenging moments of our life together, leaning into inclusivity and what it means to be a fully inclusive church in every way, socioeconomically, racially, um, gender and sexuality, you know, all the different ways that we think about what it means to be both the same and different, how we could be as inclusive as, as possible. And I think the statement for this one says something like, well, what does it say? With the yellow sheep. Um, I love the I love this phrase. We affirm the sacred worth of every human being, no exceptions. And that is a that is a truth that requires something from us, and it requires us sometimes to get uncomfortable. I love walk through the door and kiss you. To a certain extent, um, that happened to me. Um, when after my car accident and I was stuck in a recliner for a very long time. Um, and um, to me, it, there's sort of several elements in our, in our practices, the transformation and the simplicity. I found myself needing to simplify and find complete new ways of doing things, but also finding myself not forgotten. Um, Hope Gateway made sure I wasn't forgotten and reminded me that they weren't going to let me disappear, <laughs> even though I sort of wanted to curl up and disappear. Um, and um, But I needed to simplify and relearn a whole mess of things. And I thought about all of my students that I teach cello to 
and relearning to a certain extent how to teach and how to see um, how to see things from a beginning a beginner's mind, if you will, used to use that phrase. Um, and we, we share with children to use their words, and I'm like, I have to use my words now because I can't move. Um, and uh, so it was a it was a transformation process for myself and learning how to um, walk in the world in a different way. Um, and to a certain extent, um, bringing myself back from that and welcoming in new processes and celebrating different ways of learning um, and encouraging small children to embrace that time, to that, that unknown, that what's next. Um, and to, that, would, that it was okay to do that um, it was a really, really large part of my um, like having that. Well, thank you. How has one of Hope Gateway's core values helped to give more dimension to your spiritual life? You've all kind of already touched on this, but if there's any more um, storytelling that you want to do around that, that'd be great. So tell us how community, inclusivity, creativity, simplicity, or transformation has deepened or complicated your faith life. Or maybe it did both deepen it and then also complicate it. <laughs> Let me to start this time. I can. Um, I was thinking about the, the core value of transformation, this idea of journeying inward and striving for transformed lives, and then journeying outward and striving for a transformed worlds. Um, I really love that language, both the inner life and the the outer life and the way that we pursue justice and peace and equity in the world. Um, and for me, there is a very personal dimension to this one because if we are going to have an inner life together as a community that is spiritually transformational, it means that each one of us needs to show up in lots of different ways, including our own intentional spiritual practice, our study together, um, our spiritual exploration together, um, that, re that requires something of us in our shared life. And then, then how do we put that into action in the world? Because it's not enough to just, you know, come inside these four walls and sit here for an hour or an hour and a half or two hours on Sunday mornings. It's not enough, right? Well, like we have to be engaged in the world. So kind of hearkening back to what I said about inclusivity, it makes me wonder, like in this phase of Hope Gateway's life, what is God asking of us, right? What is the ministry that will walk through the doors and kiss us on the cheek. Or if it doesn't, what does it look like for us to walk out these doors and, you know, and, and discover what that is? So um, I love the kind of like cyclical nature of that or the back and forth, like the inner transformation that each one of us is striving for. And then the way that we together are striving to transform the world, um, to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with God. I'll follow on that one because I also was thinking about transformation. Um, and I was thinking about um, the Methodist emphasis on both personal holiness and social holiness that I feel like that value really grabs. And for me personally, um, you know, most of my formative years were spent in faith communities that really focused on the personal holiness um, rather than the social holiness. Um, that combined with the fact that I'm a strong introvert 
um, you know, my natural tendency is toward the more introspective um, aspects of faith life. Um, and unfortunately, you know, Alan, you described it well, talking about the cycle, but culturally, those are often set up in opposition to one another. They're seen as a dichotomy that you kind of have to choose one or the other. But that deep integration of both is necessary. And that's something that has been, I think, an ongoing piece of work for me when you talk about the part, um, what were the words, um, Ophelia? The oh, and deepening or complicating. Deepening or complicating. Yeah, yeah. both. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not an activist, at least not in the traditional sense of what that word is. Um, but I've really come to recognize and believe that most of the crises that are facing us um, as a culture and as a planet are really spiritual crises. Um, so I've really been able to finally come to understand that the ways that I can bring my own gifts in as an educator and as someone who works as a spiritual director and and other forms of um, leading spiritual formation that really I can, those are gifts that can be used to get at those roots and therefore bring about the transformation that's necessary. Um, because I really believe that without that spiritual grounding, without that inward journey, we don't, we're not going to have the resources to face the challenges that are before us and to do so in a way that's life-giving. Wayne Muller, who wrote a book on Sabbath, talks about the possibility of doing good badly. And I think we do run the risk of doing good badly if we're not paying as much attention to our inward journey as the outward one. Mm. Um, I was going to do transformation as well. Transformation as well. Um, I was thinking about how each, uh, um, I was thinking about sort of the, the metaphor and each of our timelines um, coming in and out of the raid and how some are shorter than others and some are longer than others. Um, and how each one of us gives a little bit of that, um, gives a little bit of ourselves. Um, and I'm trying to remember where I was going with that. <laughs> I'm not huge on uh, transformation is scary, um, but at the same time, starting fresh is wonder a wonderful thing. And I always find myself going find myself going from, you know, wanting a blank slate each time, um, but knowing that that's not possible. So it complicates things because change is very, very scary. But one of the things that Hope Gateway has definitely in encouraged is that unknown, is that it's okay to be um, scared of change. It's okay to explore different things um, and to try, try new things and to open oneself to saying yes. Thank you. On the note of trying new things, thank you so much, each of you, for being up here and for sharing your wisdom, your collective experiences of this community, and inviting us into a deeper and more complicating faith journey. I appreciate you all. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. To hear more about Hope Gateway and to discover how together we can do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God, visit our website at hopegateway.com.